I'm glad that you've joined us today for part four of the Tremble series. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever, out of fear or anxiety or great stress, began to tremble, to began to shake? Where your hands are shaking because you are worried or fearful or anxious for something and you begin to shake? Have you ever maybe had a tremble come over your hands or your body because there was a great excitement or amazement at something that took place or someone blessed you or something happened in your life and you are overjoyed with such excitement that you began to shake and tremble and you, you begin saying, I can't believe it, I can't believe this has taken place in my life and you're trembling, you're shaking. It gives us a slight picture of what the Word of God says, how we should tremble at God's Word, tremble in His presence. And we know that from the definitions that I've used over the last number of weeks, that to tremble and to have this fear, this reverence, is not about being afraid or terrified of God, but it's to come into this place of awe and wonder and amazement in God's presence and at God's Word. And so I trust that this series has become a blessing in your life, and I know that it is doing something different in all of us. Maybe you've come to a place where you've sensed and you've felt more of God's presence in your life, in your personal times of worship and prayer, because your love, your honor, your fear, your reverence for God has maybe grown or be, been renewed. Or maybe for the first time you're hearing messages on this and it's just gripped your heart and blessed you. Maybe you've been challenged to read and to obey God's word, to become a doer of his word as you begin to have this reverence and this love and this fear for God's word. Maybe you've had time or maybe you've had to make some major changes in your life because you've realized that you were not honoring God in certain areas and so you've had to come to this place of reverence and love for God where you've had to make major changes in the way you're living your life or conducting your behavior in relationships or in your workplace. And so to fear is not to be afraid or terrified of God but it's to tremble, to have an awe, an adoration, an admiration for God and for His Word. To have this great respect for the Lord. Today I'm going to be connecting Tremble, this session on the fear of God, with Pentecost Sunday. Because today is Pentecost Sunday. When the Holy Spirit, it's a, a, a celebration service looking back when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the church. And so let me start off today by looking at Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. It's a beautiful passage and it was a prophetic word that was given by Isaiah about the Lord Jesus Christ. How Jesus would come, what he would look like, his characteristics, um, some of his attitudes and how he would come. And this was a prophecy that was given 740 plus minus 742 years before Jesus would come. And so we look at how and what it says about the Lord Jesus Christ. And last week I mentioned how if we are to fear God, we are to love what God loves. To hate what God hates. We are to have the same kind of heart, attitudes, motives, desires that God has. And we are to take those on ourselves. And I spoke about how we are to have a distaste and a disliking for sin because God hates sin and injustice, the Bible says. We are to... Be careful how we conduct our behavior, not to go and do things that are shady and then 
think that God doesn't see our behavior, but to fear God in everything that we do. And so now we look at this, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. This is what it says. It says in verse 1, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. It's quite amazing because this kind of gives the picture and the idea of possibly the Lord have Lord have uh, having cut down the trees, these great and mighty trees of the past. And now there's just these stumps, these cut down trees, these stumps that are sitting there. And he's saying, the Lord's saying through Isaiah that from the stump of Jesse will come a new shoot. So I want you to see this picture of a dead cut down stump that has been dormant for over 600 years from the time of King Jesse. Oh, sorry, not King Jesse. The time of Jesse and his son, King David. There's these stumps and there's this dormant period to the life of Christ of 600 years. And God is saying that out of the stump of Jesse, Jesus would come. We know that the word of God actually explains many times how that Jesus would come from David, King David. This is not a contradiction when it speaks about Jesse and David at all. This is something so beautiful, I believe, that the scripture shows that Jesus would come from the lineage of Jesse who was the father of King David. And why I believe it highlights this is not only because it was the, the tree of Jesse, the family tree of Jesse being the father, but it also because Jesse was just a humble man. He was not a king. He was a humble man. He was a farmer. He was a, a quiet man who did not have the life that King David, his son, had. And so what it's pointing to is the humility that Jesus would come and have. Jesus would come and just be born in a stable as a humble king. But he would rule as his son, King David, would rule. The kingship of David. And so the Bible often refers to um, Jesus as the son of David. Because David was the king of Israel. And he would come and rule in great authority and power. And he would be the king that followed the line of Jesse and the line of his son, King David. And so it's so, this beautiful picture. And so then it says in verse 2, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord would rest on Jesus. And so it's not just that the Spirit of God would come and be with Christ. But in the fullness of all the gifts and the graces of the Holy Spirit, it would rest upon the life. It would abide upon the life of Jesus. And so it speaks of how Jesus would have the Holy Spirit without measure, the fullness of God, the fullness of the Trinity upon the life of Jesus dwelling in him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 and 2 verse 9 speak of how the fullness of God, the fullness of the Godhead would dwell in the life of Jesus Christ. And so as Jesus starts his ministry, the Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, Jesus starts his ministry by saying that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And so it's beautiful. The Spirit of the Lord would rest powerfully on the life of Jesus. Then it says, as we continue in verse 2, <clears throat> the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, and the Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord would be upon Jesus. What does this show us? This shows us how Jesus had the fear of the Lord. A great reverence, an awe, a respect for the Father. 
And so clearly we see in the life of Jesus, he lived a life in submission to the Father. In verse 3 it says, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Jesus would delight in the fear of the Lord. The word here, delight, means he would have great pleasure, great satisfaction or happiness or joy in the fear of the Lord. And so Jesus' satisfaction, his joy, his happiness was found in revering, in adoring, in having this great awe and respect for the Father. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. In other words, nothing pleased Jesus more than doing the will of his Father. And that's what the Bible says in John chapter 4 verse 34 that he says, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And so it was this joy within Jesus to have a love and a reverence and a fear of the Father. And so we are to also have this great delight, this great joy in our lives to fear God, to honor God, to revere Him. As we walk in the fullness of the Spirit of God, and as we look at the beautiful time of Pentecost, the season, as we remember this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit and His presence, the more the Holy Spirit is active in our lives, we will grow in a greater delight for God and His will. And we'll be filled with a great pleasure and happiness as we fear God. And so just as Jesus walked in the fullness of the Spirit, as Isaiah 11 says, we've got to trust God that we are also walking in the fullness and the power of the Spirit of God. And so we admire the special day Pentecost and we look back to a special day in history when the Holy Spirit came upon the New Testament church and filled the lives of the believers. And he was freely poured out to all who were saved and who were looking to Christ. And so what it is for us today is that it means that the Holy Spirit is available for all of us here today to be filled by his presence. Let's take a look at a couple of scriptures here. The word of God shows us how we are to be filled ongoingly with the spirit of God. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, and do not get drunk with wine. For that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so when we look back at the scripture, what it actually means in the Greek is to continuously be filled by the Spirit of God. And so although the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh in the book of Acts, it also means for us today that the Holy Spirit is available for us and should be poured out in our lives daily, for us daily to be filled ongoingly with the power and the life and the Spirit of God, to be encouraged and filled with the Spirit of God. And so I want to encourage you today as you listen to this, put yourself in a posture, put yourself in a posture to receive and to be filled by the Spirit of God. You see, the Holy Spirit won't just invade anyone's life if they're not seeking Him, depending on Him, trusting to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, He's not just going to come and overtake and overpower your life. And so I want to encourage you, put yourself in a posture to receive and to be filled with the Spirit of God. You see, many people don't ask, don't long for the Holy Spirit to fill them. And so they never feel the presence of God. They never walk in the fullness of the Spirit of God. 
And so I want to encourage you to seek God and to walk in the fullness of the Spirit. And here's the key. It does. It, it requires not just having the Holy Spirit fill us, but then it requires us being acutely aware of His presence. Become aware of His presence. Listen to Him. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Begin understanding how He speaks, how He leads you, His promptings. And begin building that relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see, what good would it be to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then completely ignore Him? There would be no point at all. And so it's so important for us if we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us and we pray those prayers and we sing these beautiful songs about the Holy Spirit filling us to then not ignore Him, but listen to Him. Posture ourselves in a position to spend time with Him, to hear His voice speaking to us. And I want us to just again be reminded that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. He is a member of the Trinity. He is a person of the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is the fullness of the presence of God. And so again, the Holy Spirit is not just some force, a wind or the fire of God. He's not just a force. We're speaking about when we speak of the Holy Spirit as the very person and the presence of God, of Jesus himself. And so the Holy Spirit thinks. The Holy Spirit has personality traits. He listens. The Holy Spirit guides, the Bible says. The Holy Spirit makes things known to God's people. The Holy Spirit can be hurt, can be grieved. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, our friend, our companion that comes alongside us to be with us. And so we have to honor the Holy Spirit. If we think about it then, to fear God, to honor God, is also to fear God and to fear His Word, to honor His Word. Then we should also fear and have a reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we should fear and have a reverence for the Holy Spirit. We should honor Him. We should have an awe, a respect, a love. A genuine reverence for how wonderful, how precious and how beautiful the presence of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. I want to encourage you today to value time with the Holy Spirit. To place a high value on spending time with the Holy Spirit. We need to continuously learn to give Him space in our lives, to do the work that the Bible says He is called and He has been given to do in our lives as believers. The Holy Spirit has certain functions to accomplish within the life of a believer. But if we cut off the Holy Spirit or we don't give Him space and value time with Him, we limit His function within our lives. How much more powerful could our lives be if we think about it if we get the holy spirit's direction and guidance in everyday life 
allow it to be completely different. So begin inviting the Holy Spirit in your life to be filled with His power and His presence. And then begin to listen to Him. Speak with Him. And so maybe you, as I preach this message, it's making you just think in certain ways. And maybe you are in a place where you need to ask the Holy Spirit to just come into your life afresh. Maybe you need to ask the Lord to forgive you for grieving the Holy Spirit and hurting Him through neglect or through a sinful life. Ask the Holy Spirit to be with you, to stay with you, to rest upon your life, to counsel you, to reveal the heart of God to you. Sometimes I spend time in my personal quiet time and and in my worship time even. And mentally I picture either Jesus right in front of me as I worship Him. And sometimes I even picture, if I can put it like this, the Holy Spirit in front of me. So that I would begin having a conversation and interacting with the Holy Spirit and and opening my heart to hear from Him and saying, Holy Spirit, speak to me right now. Speak to me now. I'm listening. I'm waiting to hear from you in different ways, to reveal the love of God to me, to open the Word of God to me. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. And so maybe we need to be more aware of doing that in our lives. Let's take a look at some powerful scriptures about walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 6 verse 3, the Bible says, Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, who we may put in charge of this task. You know what it was saying here is it was what it was just specifying and and, and, and the, the leaders here, the twelve were looking at this crowd of people that had been this is after Pentecost, where the Spirit of God had been poured out upon people. And now it's saying, Choose from you, select from you seven men of good reputation, but full of the Spirit. You know, my question is for us to just think about why would they specify being full of the Spirit if Pentecost had happened and they had been full of the Spirit? Filled with the Spirit. I believe it's because many of them had been filled with the Spirit, but only few were maybe walking in the fullness of the Spirit, being filled by Him constantly. You see, I think it's easy for us, hear me out here, I think it's easy for us to have an experience and be baptized in the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, but then not walk in the fullness and the power of the Spirit. And they were saying, choose from among you, Seven men that were walking in the fullness of the Spirit. Oh man, how beautiful is that? I look at the book of Micah, Micah chapter 3 verse 8. This is Micah the prophet speaking. And after referring and speaking about the false prophets, he says, on the other hand, this is verse Micah chapter 3 verse 8. It says, on the other hand, I am filled with power and filled with the Spirit of the Lord and with justice and courage. To make known to Jacob his rebellious act, even to Israel his sin. And so what's beautiful here is Micah is acknowledging that although there are false prophets out there that are living in sin and are speaking against God and speaking of other gods, he's saying, I on the other hand am filled with the power of the Spirit. And so can we say that today in our own lives? I'm filled with the power of the Spirit of God in my life. Man, 
I believe we need to continuously ask God to fill us with power according to, as I mentioned earlier in this sermon, according to Ephesians 5 verse 18 that says to be ongoingly filled by the Spirit of God. Man, this is what Jesus told his disciples before he ascended into heaven in the book of Acts. What did he say to his disciples? He says, you will receive. You will receive. And what was he saying? What would you receive? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Man, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Micah says, I am filled with the power of the Spirit of God. Jesus too, when he was being tested and tempted in the desert, the Bible says that he came out of the desert filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. How beautiful is that? Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me conclude this message today with a beautiful scripture from Acts chapter 9 verse 31. It says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. Let me just read that again. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in in numbers man how did the church grow how did this new testament church grow by living in the fear of god and being encouraged by the spirit they grew and increased in numbers by posturing themselves by positioning themselves by having the, a foundation built on the fear of the lord a reverence for god and then being encouraged and filled by the Holy Spirit. And so it increased, it grew strong in the New Testament because of these two things and these two focus areas, these two foundational principles. How beautiful is that? Man, may we be living in the fear of God, in a great reverence and adoration and respect and love for God and being daily encouraged and filled by the power of the living presence of the holy spirit i want to just take a time now as i close here's a time of reflection and maybe prayer quiet yourself down and just think maybe you need to ask for forgiveness for quenching for grieving the holy spirit for not giving him space or priority in your life by not trembling at his presence that is work in your life. I want to encourage you today to honor, to revere the Holy Spirit. He must not be neglected in our lives. Learn to speak with Him, to be with Him. Invite Him to share with you, to speak to you, and enjoy sitting and receiving from Him. Comfort and love and counsel and peace and wisdom and counsel and direction and guidance. Learn to receive that from the precious Holy Spirit. Maybe just spend some time now praying and trusting God and asking Him to fill you. As you live in reverence and fear for God, may the Holy Spirit empower your life and may you enjoy and be encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Amen.